Why does the way of the wicked prosper? I think people did it for the memes. I think they, you know, uh, looking for those sweet, sweet likes. The sight is beautiful to behold. After you are gone, they will still be here. Oh. I don't think we're allowed to say that, though. What are we talking about now? Yeah. WFOD. I didn't say nothing. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Oh. Begins. <laughs> now. the dub fod my name is mike i am joined by mr travis hulse everyone pop pop and guys our guest tonight is an actor who you can catch in the new horror anthology the christmas tapes available on digital december 16th guys dave sheridan is on the program dave how's it going man it's going good michael dave yes. I, I watched the movie the movie's great uh um, you did more than i did then i haven't seen it yet. you haven't seen it yet <laughs> no when do you no. when do you see it, Dave? Or do you not watch um, it? They sent me. Did you watch it on like a Vim, Vimeo or something? They like sent that? me something on a Molten. I, I don't know what Molten is, but that's what they sent me. And it oh. didn't have a password or anything. I just got a link. I guess I could forward it to you if you, if you want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, forward it to me. I'll, I also could hit up Rachel for that and say, hey, I'd like to see it then. That'd be good since I'm talking to people about it. Um, but I am going to be at the premiere December 15th or 14th, I think it's December 14th, at the Sacramento International Film Festival in Sacramento. So if anybody's around that area, you can come see it live in the movie theaters uh, with me and Vernon Wells will be there as well. Yeah. Dave, Vernon, oh, Vernon Wells Mike is just, a lovely man. Mike just spoke to Vernon a couple weeks ago. I did, yeah, about a different movie. But uh, yeah, Vernon's great, Dave. Have you met Vernon? Yeah, lots of times. This is like my fourth film with him, yeah. You weren't in the movie with Vernon, so I didn't know if like you guys hung out or something. Oh um, yeah, no, we've yeah, we're we're friends. We've hung out a lot. Yeah, I've never met Greg though. Never met Greg. Never met Greg. No. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You have an, another movie coming out with him, don't you? Coming I don't up? think so. Do I? What? I thought I thought I thought I saw that both of you were in an upcoming project together when I looked on IMDb today. Oh, I don't know. It's a Maybe. whirlwind, man. I'm producing a movie uh, that I just shot, Vernon. It's called Area 5150. It's a movie that I'm not acting and I'm just producing on that one. But it's pretty cool. It's like a post-apocalyptic alien comedy adventure. Thing that we shot how, here. How, how are you finding time just to produce movies? Like I'm looking at your credits and like you're you're a working fool. Um, most of my producing is is always like 
I have a new one coming out called New Fears Eve that we're going to shoot in Kentucky in January. And I do a one hour call on Mondays at 5 p.m. And that's my producing is like <laughs> delegating or I do stuff, too. You know sure, what I mean? Of course. Yeah. I help cast or I call people or but usually the directors and the writers and all the other people, they do their thing. I don't. I, I'm not going to sit there and try to help a director get a camera crew or a makeup artist or stuff like that. So. Of course. Yeah. Makes sense. So let's touch base. Mike, you watched the new movie uh, that we're talking about. Anthology tonight. film, Travis. Yeah. It was, is this a Christmas horror anthology? Yeah. I think it's horror Christmas. It's a horror Christmas one. Uh, Greg, he, uh, he kidnaps a family, Travis, and he makes them watch a bunch of tapes. Oh, oh so the Greg is the wraparound. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, right. he he makes his family watch a bunch of tapes. And, VHS uh, VHS tapes, yeah. It, you know, it's really a gamble that uh, or anything like that. The family yeah. would have a VCR. Like if if he broke into my house, uh, he wouldn't be able to show them. He didn't set the VCR. I thought he set the VCR too. No, they just had them. it. They had it there under the TV, ready to go. This is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a missed missed opportunity to go back to. Uh, the vintage days. Do you remember, Dave? I, I would imagine you're just a tad older than me, but I would imagine you remember this when VHS and video stores first uh, really kind of hit the scene. A lot of people didn't own uh, VCRs, so you would rent one for the weekend, and they came in like a almost like a briefcase. They had a handle you would carry it out of the video store, like a yeah, yeah, That's giant component. They were like the top loaders at that point. They'd go absolutely. Yeah, I feel like his character maybe should have just been walking around with one of those briefcase VCRs, Mike. I know. I I would. <laughs> you're right. What, Mike? Michael? Like, why would you expect anyone to have a VCR player? You know. Oh, by the way, because I I have I purchased two VCRs to transfer. I have crates of VHS tapes, right? Yeah. And I called it a VHS player on one show. I go, yeah, and I bought two VHS players, and they go. Well, there is no such thing as a VHS player. Oh. VCR? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Who, who corrected you on don't that, Don't correct me. <laughs> yeah. It plays VCA, VHS. As you, no, you're right, Dave. Screw those people. Yeah. I said it's a VHS player. And they're like, well, it's a VCR, video recording, whatever, videos. <laughs> like, at, were, were, And were these people like 22 years old? Quarter. Video cassette <laughs> recording, huh? Were these people like 22 years old, so they weren't even alive when VHS was a thing? <laughs> no, but they were like maybe in their 40s. Yeah, they were. But it was a podcast that delved more into the. It actually was about watching 80s horror on VHS. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. Okay. They were definitely a little bit more uh, touchy with the subject. So they're vi just video nerds. You're going to expect that, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I get it. You're a video nerd, but it's like. Who gives a crap? So are, don't are, correct me. <laughs> are you digitizing, Dave? Is that what you're doing? You're taking your old family stuff, or no, no not family stuff. No, all my all my stuff, dude. I'm old. Yeah, I started <laughs> 1986, so I shot on VHS tapes. So, so you're talking about like your old material and stuff that? Yeah, a lot of old material and all the rough cuts. Like I have a set, I have a scary movie rough cut on VHS. And then all the casting, I've got like Ashton Kutcher screen test uh, with me in another movie on VHS. I got Bubble Boy screen test with me and Jake Gyllenhaal on VHS. Oh, I, I want to see what they are because I think they're going to get 
ruined after a while, you right. know, and yeah. right. And just stuff from when I was 16, 17, 18, you know, just starting to make my own films and stuff like that. You know? That's why I still need to, Mike, I know we had talked about this previously. I need to start doing some digitizing because I still do have my uh, high school motion picture uh, Queens in Space, the sequel. Uh, where I played a uh, drag queen in in space that I would like to uh, I'd like to watch that again. Didn't you ride, ride around in a big? High heel shoe? It wasn't that much money. It was, I think it was like hundred and eighty dollars to buy this little breakout box thing. You you know what I mean? That yeah. has a digital card because those sure. cards carry so much. You can get like you know 10, 10 terabytes on like one little card. Right. And it was like the one I got wasn't 4k but i'm like well they're v- they're vhs tapes they're not 4k either so i figured it doesn't really matter i don't really care about the quality i just want to be able to play the thing because let's be honest everything if i was to take a little clip from something like uh in scary movie i was this character doofy but doofy existed as a character named chip that i made two films prior and that's right. what miramax they saw those two films and said they reached out to me and said we want you to take chip and play doofy and uh if i just took a little bit of that i wouldn't play anybody the whole thing because i would want to own the proprietor i i don't have a lot of stuff on youtube because you put it out there and it's gone you know right. what i mean like yeah. absolutely and so um but my thing was it's all gonna play on your phone so it doesn't matter whether it's 4k if, if everything they're looking at my own right, stuff right, on a yeah. phone right you're never going to upscale uh vhs or any of that kind of stuff up enough where 4k would even make a difference i wouldn't think right, right. so are you compiling all this stuff are you doing like a dave sheridan patreon where you subscribe to patreon and dave sheridan says hey look at all this old shit that i just digitized you get a little bit of this uh, well what i was <laughs> what i was gonna do honestly if you want me not, um so uh, hey i'm sorry i'm using your house I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. You better get out of there, Dave. I'm going to go. No, that was my dog. It was my house. They'd be like, what are you doing? It's like, well, you guys have better lighting. And, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to record a podcast interview. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I'm trying to finish a film that I've been shooting for like, Oh man, I started in 2003. So we're going on 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so this coming year, I'm shooting Southern movie I told you in Kentucky. Right. That's the last weekend of January. Then I'm then I'm I'm shutting it all down until I finish this film because it's I've been shooting it for 20 years. Uh I haven't touched it since 2014. So I haven't really been shooting it, but I started in 2003. It's a documentary style film. Uh, like a verite footage type stuff. And it basically is just a lot of editing. It's a lot of editing. I don't know where to start. So ultimately I do need to finish it because there's, there's like six actors in this movie that I've been making that are dead. They're dead. (laughs) Yeah. And they're my friends. They're really close friends of mine. Right. And they, you know, uh, one guy was a cameraman, but the other ones were our actors in the movie. So I kind of feel like I owe it to them to actually finish that uncompleted film. So I've been talking to a lot of my other friends going, the only way I can do this is if I stop everything else. So the one in Kentucky will be the last one that I'll take that I'll take as a job from sure. somebody. Just, I just want to get my film done. 
And is so, that what, what what created that that itch there, Dave? Like what that really made you like I have this is the I have to do this now. Like after so long, like I I need to finish this. This is this is the thing. What what was that? Why? Yeah, well, yeah. What, what what really pushed you towards finishing this movie you've been working on oh, for well, so long? My dad died about one year ago. He never got to see it. And then, um, but the the last guy that died, his name was um, Matt, and he died in August of last year. He died August of last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that was, and then that, and that's why I went and did a lot of uh, signings this year. I've been out at these conventions. Yeah, just, right. I'm, okay, I'm going to get out so people can say hi to me because you yeah. may never see me again because if I don't finish this thing, I got to commit. I got to commit. <laughs> it's got to hunker down, Travis. You know, yeah. that whole like Groundhog Day thing. I'm, I'm not coming out of that cave, the man cave, until I finish it. What, so. what, Dave, like, what are your, I see, you know, you have uh, older, a little bit older kids, I would assume, like, you 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 get to go to these conventions. That was, was my third wife. Your third one. Yeah. <laughs> also, you you do have you do have children, yeah. and but you you are flown to these conventions, right? And yep. uh, people pay money to talk to you and have you sign things. Like, yep. do your kids? How I mean, does that resonate with your kids at all? I mean, I mean, I know how kids are with their parents, but yeah. like, how does it stick with them? Like, hey, I'm going to this uh, convention center. Uh, people are going to line up. They're going to want to take pictures with me. They're going to want me to sign things for them. Do your kids give a He's shit? Now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What is, come on, be honest. You think it's stupid, right? You think they're stupid, right? Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, you think they're stupid. They think they're stupid. They think they're stupid. <laughs> um, I think that's just a, such an interesting dynamic where, you know, like, you know, know at home, kids you're just a family man. <laughs> hey, they only my kids only value when I sign a check to them. Of course. Oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah. What have you done for me lately? I don't think they've ever seen one of my films. Have you ever seen anything I've ever acted in? Yeah, but you were like barely a character. Yeah, which one was that? Uh, Little Man. In Little Man, yeah. I was in that a uh, um, um, good enough amount of time. Well, like- Said anything? I, I have a lot of lines in that. Dave, Dave, listen, your daughter has you seen little... one of one of my one of my favorite yeah. character stealing or movie stealing characters of all time is your character in Ghost World. Like, I just talk about that, and that has a lot to do with those those videos that I was telling you about. Yeah. Let me, let me, can you? I'm going to run and grab something really quick. Absolutely. It's kind of a teen angsty movie. He could show him that one, right? Ghost World's great, and his character in it is is amazing. Like he goes and grabs like fifty beef sticks out of that thing. He's like, "Gotta fuel up, pulling a double." <laughs> it's just like the funniest fucking thing. I think he needs to put this uh, documentary on hold, Travis, and uh, and make some kids stuff. Oh, uh, maybe that'll do it. There. So, is. so you asked, so because you brought up. The Doug character from yeah, Ghost Doug is just just a just a. I mean, what? How much screen time you had? Maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes in that movie, and just stole it. And then there's a scene in the credits after the right. credits. But see, so that one that's really a lot to do with what I, what I talked about with the movie I've been shooting since 2003. Sure. And all these VHS tapes. In fact, that was the real reason I bought the Transformer thing, or whatever you want to call it. The transfer thing. Transfer thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Because. So I told you about the films I made from like 1986 
1990, from 1986, 1991, that's when I was in college. That's when I made my film school stuff, you know, and I put it out all in one movie as a VHS tape. And this was the tape right here. So, and then that's, there's Doug goes there. Uh, So he's on this tape along with Chip, which is doofy. And Doug is actually Stuart in this movie. So this was called Dave Sheridan's America million. And I I only have it on uh, VHS. It's still shrink wrapped. Uh, I might have 50 of these and, um, but that's, I, this is all I have. I don't have, it's not on digital. So that's why I wanted to transfer this so I could show people some clips and I wouldn't show everything. Cause I, I don't want this. I wouldn't want this getting out, but right. just to show people in conversations like this, they go, here's where Doofy came from. Here's where Chip came from. Here's where, you know, Stuart came from. Just like the Doug. evolution of some of your characters uh, yeah. in, in movies that you played. Okay. Yeah. That exactly. makes sense. So, so, but, so your so your kids like have not seen ghosts like your daughter. I, I, I can't imagine even how kids think of their fathers. I can't imagine your kids watching Ghost World and seeing you in that character yeah. and not thinking it was awesome. Abigail, you ever seen <laughs> Ghost World? <laughs> Did you hear her? No. Did you hear her? Oh. Yeah, no, she didn't. He says she's seen Little Man. Would it know? help? Would it help if she knew Scarlett Johansson was in Ghost World or Thora Birch? Did you ever hear of Scarlett Johansson or Scar Joe or Joe Scar, <laughs> the lesbian lady? <laughs> oh, you know who Scarlett Johansson is? Yeah, she's in my movie Ghost World with me. She plays a little part. She's a repetitive part, longer than mine. But not as interesting. That's that's correct. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I got to get this. And so, and, and we were, you know, you asked about Ghost World was, I was making a movie with that character, with the Weinsteins at the time, at Miramax. And um, basically, uh, it was written myself and Mike Judge from Beavis and Butter. We wrote a script. Uh, Richard Linkletter was producing it. And Terry Zweigoff was on to direct. And then we changed directors because Terry went and then Terry went on to um, and he was a bit jaded that he got basically got fired from my movie. But no, not on us. It was the Weinsteins. And basically, um, he then got Dan Klaus and him got the Ghost World movie going from the comic book. And then everything went south on on that. It was called uh, the El Camino Love Story, and we were shooting it in Texas, and that's where I got that. I was telling you about like the tapes of like Ashton Kutcher. I have a screen test with Ashton Kutcher and Doug from Ghost World in this arcade, like for the movie. But during casting, we had him and David Denman and a bunch of people come in, and you actually roll film and everything. So that's on VHS. I found it the other day. It was pretty cool. So you'd see Doug from Ghost World. And Ashton Kutcher, before he even got that 70s show, he was oh, like, that's awesome. Um, it's like, it's then, like, it's like rookie cards, Travis. You have like a box of baseball cards down in the basement and you don't really know what you have. I know, really. I don't know what's, yeah. You're like, did I, I work with Ashton Kutcher before he was? And then sure enough, you got it on VHS tape somewhere. Yeah. Plus, I got all those audition tapes. It's a lot of audition tapes of films that I was involved with early on, but 
had access to get the auditions, you know what I mean? Of pretty big name actors. And it's like some of them, I learned a lot by sitting in the audition room, watching other actors come in uh, like a Ron Livingston. He's just so prepared and nailed it. And then you get someone like Andy Dick that just comes in and he didn't even, he barely parked his car. You know what I mean? Shows up and he's like, I'm Andy Dick. Yeah. What do you want? want (laughs) Ah, Goodbye. And I was like, what was that? So, I did realize the professional person and the person that really is prepared usually is the person that impressed us. So I was like, you know, myself, including now when I have to go into auditions, I definitely say you got to be prepared. You know, yeah. Right. Uh, Nowadays, to any uh, actors out there or up and coming and aspiring actors, is there really is no more auditioning in person. They don't do that. It's all just do it all on tape. Yeah. All on tape. You send it in. Send it on your phone. Like it should be professional and make it look good. And you know, like that's coming from the the casting people saying, shoot it nicely lit. And this, I go, well, or maybe you should do your job and I can come in. (laughs) Yeah, right. Why don't I just show up and we meet each other? (laughs) Yeah. Why do I have to set up a a lighting and you know, all of a sudden I have a studio in my house. Why don't I just shoot my movie? You know. Yeah. So it seems like a good uh, excuse. The pandemic was a good excuse for the casting people to be like, just send us stuff. We'll pick some. Yeah, we'll watch it at our leisure. They're already doing that, but now it went full full bore. Like it's just industry standard. Nobody sees people in person. I always was reluctant to send in tapes because you didn't even know if the person was watching it. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm hold on. I'm making eggs. Yeah, uh, you know, like it's at, at least if you're in the room, you know they saw it. Take on something, and you want to present it to a director, and then you can ask them. You could read them first of all and say, "Okay, he's not liking that. I'm going to make an adjustment." But you know, I always say, "Like, do you like to see anything else? Would you, I could play it this way. I could play it that way. You know, um, what's some of your directions towards it? Because then it, you, you got to play into the director. The director has right. an ego. Yeah, the and you can. You can yeah, he's got a, he's, he or she's and, got a vision. Yeah. And then you then it always impresses. I, I think the roles I get are the ones where I always get a second or third chance and I show a director that I can make a change, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which is I, something you can't do on tape. Those rejects I auditioned for and I made changes to with Rob. I made adjustments, you know, so. Guys, the, the movie, it's called uh, The Christmas Tapes. It's not out till oh, December 16th. What about this one? And, and <laughs> America Chameleon. <laughs> Where you can, you can only get it uh, on VHS uh, at, at Dave's, Dave's house, house or whoever's house he's in right now. Or, 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 or if you run into Greg, you know, and, you know, he's brought a box of VHS tapes. Some of those might be Christmas tapes, but one might be America Chameleon. Uh, when is my movie, The Christmas Tapes, coming out? Like December I told you, 16th. The premiere is in Sacramento, December 14th. Right. I would love to see people coming out for that. That'd be so much fun. Uh, I mean, what's, you know, right? Like, seeing movies on a screen with people is much funner than... It's the way to go, right? Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I was actually really bummed uh, Terrifier 2 has been taking the world by storm and uh it came nowhere close to me and i really wanted to experience that with the crowd but uh, was not able to it didn't come anywhere in wisconsin no i came but it was like an hour and a half and like i got a couple of kids and it's just like hard to like carve out three five hours of dad time to like take a road trip to see a two and a half hour movie (laughs) 
my partner Felissa Rose is in that movie, right? And she is, um, yep. she's her she, her tagline, her little line is, "What's going on?" Right? <laughs> and my my thing with scary movies was that. <laughs> And now she's signing to her party too. What's going on? And I'm like, was because we're always with each other at these conventions. I'm like, right. was and I'm like, did you like purposely try to steal like my tagline? Like she's gonna be another movie's gonna be like she's got a Dyson vacuum, and people are like, you know, and she just <laughs> there will be nothing unique about me anymore. I'll be like, I can't. I'm, I don't have the was up anymore. I don't have the vacuum. She's taking. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be no she'll just have to take when she has appearances at these uh at these conventions she'll just have to have a picture with you at her table exactly he doesn't even need to be here what's going on i'll tell you what's going on i eliminated dave sheridan's ability to sign <laughs> so we, hey, really quick we never finished talking about this and i know we're on here to talk about the christmas tapes however um so the movie got shut down we were shooting the movie amanda Plummer was cast as my sister, Shine McBride, Ashton Kutcher. Just, it was an amazing cast. This is the Mike Judge a- one that accidentally became Ghost World? That's his, yeah, character, they- his character transition. Yeah, because it got, it got shut down, and they stopped the production, and then um, Terry Zweigoff heard about that, and they were in production on Ghost World, and he said, well, what do you look like? And I go, I look like Doug. I look like the character. I got a mullet and a mustache and nunchucks and everything, and he said, well, come back to L.A. and we'll find a place to put you in the movie. We'll just make stuff up. So that was just an afterthought. They were already shooting the movie. And they luckily, I'm so glad they put me in with Steve Buscemi and stuff. I mean, they yeah. didn't want it to be. They put me in with the, everyone. You know what I'm saying? It was right. myself, Brad Winfro, you know, Scarlett Johansson. Um, who's the other the lady in it? Thora um, Birch. Yeah, Thora Birch. Exactly. Well, it is a scene stealing movie that, that was one of, you know, because what, what did that come out? Ninety nine. No, 2000, 2000, yeah, 2000. Was it 2000. Yeah. So that was uh, in my I think I was 20. It was like my prime like DVD buying. Like so every every Tuesday, or I think it was Wednesday at the time. Every time DVDs would come out, whether I knew what the movies were, I would just go to my local store and I would just grab a handful. I'd be like, oh, these are new DVDs to watch these. And Ghost World was one of those happy surprises, which I liked the movie a lot. But then when, once that first scene pops up with your character in the convenience store, it was just like it transcended the movie. Like it just like it made it something completely different with these interesting characters and, and yours, especially where it was just it was it, yeah. it, just, just it was just amazing. And the fact that that was a transition from an actual move, you know, your actual movie into just like kind of a, a smaller part in Ghost World is is pretty amazing. It kind of when I when I kind of inform people how it went about, then they can kind of see why that character was like. Oh, what the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it sure. It wasn't a part of it. The interesting thing was, in order for me to get that movie greenlit in the first place with my judge, the the Weinstein said, "Well, we're not just going to make a movie with you starring in it. You've never done anything." And so they said, "We're going to put you in Scary Movie. We're making this movie called Scary Movie, which I shot like seven months before we started going into production because they were like, we need to have you in a movie so that we can follow it with your movie." And not only did they can my movie because they didn't believe in the El Camino love story, it it got too expensive. It was a demolition derby movie that never had any demolition derby in it. It was all the (laughs) build to the derby, but there was it was an anti-hero type movie I was trying to make, and it didn't have any uh, smash up derby as we called it in the movie. But the Weinstein's were like, 
hell bent on making it like Waterboy, where they were like, no, you need to transcend, you know, demolition derbies. You could flip a car, turn it on its side, drive on one wheel, you know. And they had all these crazy stunts with wire gags that were going to, they tripled the budget. And then they called me and saying, yeah, it's too expensive now. So we're gonna, <laughs> I was like, it was your idea. It was your idea to make it bigger. But the best part was, it was also a testament that, that they truly, at that point in time, this was like in April of Scary Movie came out in July. This mm-hmm. was April uh, when they shut my the film down. They didn't believe that, that just shows they did not believe that Scary Movie was like a surefire hit. Oh, sure. It, yeah. So I think they also doubted that because once Scary Movie came out, it was a huge hit. Then Ghost World came out. And they saw that and they saw people responding to my character. Then they called me the Weinsteins, one, Bob Weinstein, not both of them. Uh, he called me and apologized. He said, I, mi- I made a mistake. Did he say, wait, <laughs> wait, come back? No, didn't say he, that. He, they did. They took, we, we, we took some meetings and it, it was just, uh, it didn't work out at that point because now I was getting roles and I had agents and managers that were, now cock blocking to make more money at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. All, all the business commodity. that comes after a success, yeah. <laughs> which is a bummer because I could see that character. I, you know, uh, making that movie bigger was probably a mistake because I could see that character very much in like uh you're familiar with the Andy Samberg hot rod movie. Yeah. yeah I, could, I could see, I could very much see that character in a, in a, in a movie like that, like kind of, Kind of low stakes, but high stakes, you know, where it didn't have to be grandiose. Right, right. No, not a, yeah, exactly. So anyway, it, it's all good. Everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. If I would have made that, would I really be here with Travis and Michael? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it all, the, it's all, we're all in a predestined uh, path. <laughs> I did have a ball shooting this, though. So, you, I mean, it's pretty easy to see that this Christmas tapes movie was pure it it was all it was unscripted. It's all improvised. It, it, yeah, it, it was curb your enthusiasm ish. Like it yeah. seemed like you had an idea where you were going, but you were kind of yeah. improvising. And yeah, I, I don't even know if there was an idea of anything. Where well, <laughs> a, a, one thing that happened was I was the night before. It was supposed to be Felicity and myself playing husband and wife. That was the pitch that he's so. So but you weren't Felicity originally had, the paranormal guy. You were just the I. No, I was a paranormal hunter with a wife, paranormal wife. Oh, oh. like uh, the Warrens, like from The Conjuring kind of thing. Right, right. And and she had a family emergency and couldn't come. And he and Rob was devastated saying, oh, I've got the, the other actors are here. We paid for the house. We have the thing. So on a low budget movie, it was that's da- really damaging. You know so what I mean? Like do like, or die. We got a film. We got a film. And so I said, okay, I told Liz, I'm going to go up then. And the worst part was originally, if it was just me, he would have flown me up there. It was a, you know, but it's a, it's like a six hour car ride that we were doing the car ride because it was Bliss and myself carpooling together that saved him money. And also we, I don't mind being with someone, especially Felissa to have a good time on a car ride and share and get food and enjoy our, you know, the ride and the, the cow smell on the five. And, uh, <laughs> but I, and, and I also waited until she was like the last minute said, I can't go. I can't go. Like she was holding out, holding out. So it was like 10 PM 
we were split. We were shooting the next morning at like eight. It was 10 PM where we pulled the plug and said, okay, I'm going to drive up by myself. So between 10 and 3 AM, I drove up on the five with all these 18 wheelers in this Prius <laughs> yeah, going like Fucking better be, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. then I get there, I get to the hotel, Rob put me up at it 3 AM and there's no one there. The only way to get into the hotel is if you have a key, but I, <laughs> so I'm like, what the, f-? you know, it was just like a Steve Martin trains planes. I was ready to just, uh, there was three, there was only two options. I was going to go to another hotel, but part of me was ready to turn right around. Just go right back home. <laughs> All right. I go, cause you know, when you're on that adrenaline of driving. Yeah, of course. Like, and I was just kind of like, damn it. This fucking sucks. I go, I'm just going to turn around. I don't care. Like it's a tiny little, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't, I feel bad for doing that to Rob. And I didn't do that to Rob. It turned out there was someone there at the desk. It was a pregnant lady who had to go get like Carl's Jr. <laughs> nine months pregnant and she needed like fries. And I saw that she was big. She goes, I, I had to eat my blood sugar and the baby. And I was like, okay, no problem. Just come on. I get, check me in, please. And I get to bed because I got to wake up and eat, you know? So you're, you're improvising on like very little sleep. They literally had a one page. It looked like this. I mean, and I'm not kidding. I don't know what this says since I can't read anyway. But yeah. That's kind of what Rob handed me anyway. Multiple colors and crayons. <laughs> like, here you go. Little doodles. Yeah, this is this is what you do, I guess. Well, I think right. it works out better that you didn't have a wife because like I, you, you kind of were a, were a creep. <laughs> what was that? I'm you, a creep? Well, you were a creep in the movie. And I think if you yeah. had had a wife, then it'd be like, well... He's less of a creep, I guess, because he. No, I wouldn't have been that. I wasn't going to be that character. We. That's what I'm saying. Our it was going to be completely different. It was oh. going to be about my wife. It was going to be about Fliss and I bickering and fighting more, uh, not really paying attention. I think so. So you we just had made re- that character up in the moment. Yeah, we just made we we blew it up and just went. What are we doing now? What, oh. And I was like, oh, what if I'm like this? What if, you know? And we just kind of created it. Yeah. That's got to be kind of, I mean, kind of fun as a, as a performer, right? Like where it's just like, oh, you know, I don't know. What are we going to do now? Yeah. I mean, it's a little stressful because it's like, wow, I didn't have a lot of sleep. We're putting a lot on my plate to, you know, to, as an actor. And you probably, and you probably didn't even get any of that Carl's Jr. That, that uh, hotel worker. Not one. No. And, and they, she said there was breakfast in the morning. You know how some of those like holiday and have like some sort of breakfast thing right they have the little pancake machines they did but it wasn't included they wanted another 17 dollars i was like give me a break for like you know that runny egg thing and then the the sausages and the The dried up potatoes yeah the crappy yogurt you know like two pieces of fruit like you know it's like that this is the breakfast it's 17 bucks you go to denny's and get a freaking triple home set grand slam or whatever for i did I, that's where I went. I went to Carl's Jr. and got like the, you know, whatever, you, you know, the breakfast sandwiches on the way there. Some biscuit, um, yeah. Dave, so Dave you, your, your sacrifices were worth it, though. Yeah. Movie's great. So, but it was interesting. I, I, you know, there's, there's, there's only two types of improving in, in the film part when we're filming is like either you're riffing off of a script, you know what I mean? Like you have a script, but I'm going right. off, <clears throat> or you've got nothing at all. You know, like this was an outline. So, and I've done a lot of TV shows uh, like that. We did Haunted House one and two, the the Marlins. There was no script for those. We improvised all that. So it's not like it was something new. I come from Second City in Chicago, so sure. uh, 
but I enjoyed it. But I, I guess the funny, happy accident was discovering the paranormal Perry character, mainly out of the fact that Felicity couldn't make it. And then we, we have this, you know, because I kind of seem like the cable guy meets John Candy from Planes, Planes and Automobiles. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it, you were you were a lot bigger than them, too, it seemed like. That might yeah. have been movie magic, though. I actually Googled your height earlier. Is oh, that, that's you, a weird I, thing to do, isn't it, Dave? Those, I was bigger than the other humans. You looked bigger. I was oh, like, oh, yeah, he could take them out. Because I thought you were the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, what? So you Googled my height. What did it say? It says you're six foot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually not even. I'm like 5'11, five, 5'10 five, yeah. and a half. You're probably uh, six foot, probably 10 years ago. Because I was 6'1 about 10 years ago. And I'm I know, six foot. Did you shrink, I know, Travis? Yeah. You do. You, you're, you, you lose your. Um, the bone doesn't shrink yet, but the uh, the spaces between your spine, those little like uh, bumper stopper things, yep, they, they lose their elasticity and they lose their liquid and they start to, uh, you know, yeah. Put, and I and I have back problems. I have deteriorating. Oh, you're slouching. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. a lot of lot of injuries That's what from I'm talking about those annual discs. labor. I have the same thing. And the X-ray, and they and they're like, see the see how they're black? That's because there's no liquid in there anymore. And they're yeah. like, they're, they're supposed geez. to be, and all of those little spinal column pieces are going to rub against each other, and you're going to yep. have more problems later. <laughs> yep, yep. They say there's only two ways you get that from either sucking cock or doing a lot of cocaine. So um, I was like, I don't know how I got it. That I was going to say it's double. <laughs> it's like double loss. It could have been either. It could have been either. I'm I'm actually thinking of after I get this 20 year film done, but this idea I have is like I got to do it now. But it's with like my comedic friends, and the, and it's not just the edgier comedians because every comedian will actually jump in on this because they're all feeling the woke culture and the cancel yeah. and the thing. And I was like, like a scary movie, I I want to do an idea called canceled movie and just literally just be able to poke fun at it's no holds bar on everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Are you going to get, get all the canceled people in it? Like are you going to call yeah, Kevin Spacey? I think, and I think you get K the canceled and... people, but you also make fun of the canceled people. And also even the comedians that aren't canceled or anything like that, they they'll write stuff that they could never, like I would go to them saying, what are some jokes you could never say? Give, you know, give them to us, you know, and they immediately pull out a notebook that says, I write these all the time, but I can't perform them. Exactly. <laughs> I thought the way I was going to do the stand-up comedian performance of all that kind of stuff was to do a a, a ventriloquist. Yeah, because <laughs> if the dummy says it, it's fine. Exactly, and the right. dummy is calling the guy, "Come on, you're a fucking pussy. What? Stop being a faggot and just let's do this." You know yeah. what I mean? And he at least he's like, "Dude, I'm not going to say that stuff." And he at least and just the dummy would say it on its own. You know what I mean? Just say everything that these writers want us to write. That's know? how uh, that's how Jeff Dunham made a, a very lucrative career is saying a bunch of nasty shit, but he ain't right. saying it. Yeah. <laughs> that that the dummy says exactly. <laughs> I, was, I would be, I would be lined up at the theater for a canceled movie. Canceled I mean, movie. I mean, I could see the logo because you see scary movie, and it's just the same font except the, it's the it's that typical stamp canceled thing that right. just says movie, you know, with the movie theater seats. But it's Trump and Joe Rogan and Louis C.K. and whoever else has been canceled. Kathy, yeah. Gr you know, Kevin, I mean, Kevin Spacey with his uh, his Christmas Kevin videos. Spacey. 
Alec Baldwin, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> This I think this is a multi-million dollar idea, if I can be honest. <laughs> you could have like Alec Baldwin, a little tiny kid's Western thing with the little bang flag coming. <laughs> you know? Well, he got canceled a couple. Didn't he get canceled for cussing out he, his daughter? On yeah, he called his daughter list? a fat little pig. That's He's been canceled thing. by parking, parking meter people. He's been canceled by electric company guys trying to service his house. Yeah. <laughs> Just paparazzi. Coming back. Doesn't matter. You guys, <laughs> Teflon. <laughs> You can't cancel Alec Baldwin. He will take a shit on your face and you can't cancel him. But any one of his brothers, if they like, um, you know, yeah, if they sign their name wrong, they're canceled. Yeah. Baldwin, you know, Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. you motherfucker. Yeah. Daniel Baldwin fucked up his order at Starbucks and he got canceled and never see him again. <laughs> no, but that's when Daniel Baldwin was working at Starbucks. <laughs> Up my order at that's right that's right <laughs> all right Rocco man. come here really quick you don't have to come on camera though because they asked Abigail if she saw any of my films I think she said she saw little man and I was barely in it or something and he said have you ever seen any of my films yeah I watched little man with her little man. <laughs> <laughs> oh I did you hear that she's he's a good comedian I watched Little Man with his sister. Oh, when did you watch that? The same time she watched it. <laughs> that's dad. That's that's dad joke shit. <laughs> that's really him answering that question. You don't know. That's a, he's the I don't know. Okay. Okay. So, what were what was the question? Was I funny in that or what? And that's, <laughs> We saw Walking to Seas, but you saw that in the theater, right? Yeah. And then um, the new one, uh, Curse of Bridge Hollow. Yeah. Oh, my daughter Wait. just watched that. She loved that flick. Well, I'm in it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I asked her if she remembered. I'm like, hey, uh, hey, you just, what was that? Was that called Curse of Bridge Hollow that you just watched with Marlon Wayne? She's like, yeah, it was. And then I showed her a picture. You were the scarecrow guy, right? Yeah. yeah I, I showed like her a pumpkin thing. I'm like, in your face. You know, yeah. <laughs> I showed her a picture before we came on and I was like, Oh, you remember this guy? She's like, Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to him in like 10 minutes. She's like, oh, how yeah. old is she? How old is she? 13. See, she remembers. He doesn't even remember me in it. Uh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> on that one, we watched it. I have like a, a private server where everything's kind of ripped, you know oh, what I'm sure. saying? Yep. And uh, so I guess we were watching like a, a 720p quality one so yeah. it's all digital and was like eh. so um you know what's funny was i'm in the the guys that make terrifier one and two i'm in their next movie called stream right it's gonna be really good oh uh, excellent and I, I saw them like in september before this terrifier two came out and became this huge hit you know it's 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 unbelievable it's a super hit now um it's not a hit in a scary movie realm where it made 150 million box office, but it made like close to like 10 million or 11 million just in domestic box office on like a thousand screens. Right. So that's not even Canada, the rest of Europe. Then you, you factor in DVD sales, video on demand, the streaming, you know, 
that thing is going to rake in like 60 million by the time it's all done. And that is a huge hit for a 500 grand movie. Right. Right. Yeah. It seems to be like topping all the charts for charts for uh, Blu-ray pre-orders. I know it's available in the UK right now on is, is hit the charts on there, but yeah, it's, that's, that's pretty amazing to come from when, uh terrifier one, which was like what 50 grand. I think he paid to make the first terrifier and then, you know, to uh, go to the sequel and have this happen. I think it's more than 50. I think that was probably 250, but he probably was out 50 grand. And then personally, right. Uh, Damien, you're saying, um, but hanging out with them, you know, we were going out to dinner and they're like, I already did stream. And they're like, man, you kill it in stream. You're so awesome to work with. And we're friends. We've been friends for many years now. And they and I go, well, dude, I know terrifier two is going to be a big hit. And, and um, yeah, we're already planning three. And I go, you got to have me in three. And they're like, you're, <laughs> you're in three, man, no doubt. And as soon as this thing blew up, I looked at the list. I go, well, I'm not in three now. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're going to be like, look, we really tried. But, you know, George Clooney really wanted that role. <laughs> oh, the bunch of people they were going to be yeah. in three. Yeah, <laughs> we were going to have you. We were going to have you be the guy who art. He caved his skull in with his boot. But Brad Pitt showed up and we just got to shove him in there. Because you, you might think I'm joking, but this thing is such a hit because of TikTok and the kids in, in high school that now the name actors, these bigger name actors, they're going to want to be in it just to be in a film that their kids are like oh, the, cool, the cool thing. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like a cool movie to be in. So any of these little cameos now are just going to be these giant actors like, you know, Matt Damon, just not getting paid. I just want to be in it. I just want to be in it. It art, kill me. Fucking damn it, Matt Damon. Because I can't just reflect, like fuck shit's going like I just want to be in that war movie in the, the, the nineteen you know the World War Two epic five hundred million thing because my kids like it Matt yeah, you don't just, mind. I just, just, can't just show up right Spiel, Spielberg <laughs> right it's like like they think they're just so entitled to just like come on to these low budget movies and just push out yeah and I hope that's not the case because I'll tell you like if 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 Terrifier three comes out and it does have like that'll be way too distracting because the whole reason like. I'll be honest. I have a sickness. I've seen Terrifier two ten times already. Um, okay. Travis, that's too many I just, times. I, I yeah, I love it. So Art the Clown is just God. Do I love Art? The have Clown. you had him on? Have you had David on? We haven't. We've uh, we've reached out. Uh, we haven't. We haven't been able to. So I can far. help you. With, I can help you with that. Oh, that'd be awesome, David. Really appreciate. That. Awesome. Great interview. It was a great <laughs> awesome. interview. Excellent. I think. I think I do have to go to. Yeah. All right. Eight fifty. Yeah. Get to lacrosse. Dave, we um, appreciate your time, man. It was fun talking I, to you. Guys, thank you so much. And, and if a, anyone out there listening, go check out New Fears Eve on Indiegogo. Um, and speaking of pre-buys, I always, the thing about Indiegogo that I like about doing these fundraisers on Indiegogo is it gives people that are media collectors an opportunity to buy a first edition Blu-ray that's not made by you know, Dark Sky or Gravitas. It's not by the distributor. It's by the filmmaker making 500 of them to deliver the pre-order. And the artwork's always different. The There's deleted scenes. It's, you know, the cut itself is probably going to be different than the cut that Gravitas puts out or whoever puts it out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the ones you get on Indiegogo are 100% rare. There's They're one of 500 made and usually the cast signs them. So I'm like, once I caught on to that, I actually go and buy 
I look for, you know, buy the Blu-rays and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've supported a bunch of those. And that is the thing. It's like the golden age of DVD where there was just loaded special features. And you can tell that the filmmakers poured their hearts into it when they were stamping them out. So, yeah, Indiegogo, we're in. Awesome. But that's what it's called. New Fears Eve. Go check that out. Yeah, we'll check it out. We'll link it in the uh, show. (laughs) And (laughs) Travis, we got to get that VHS, man. We we, got to get a copy of that, Dave. (laughs) Packaging, if you can see the packaging on the thing. There. there it is. Very good packaging. All right. I can't, I can't wait till that's digitized. <laughs> you can't. There isn't enough giga spaces for that backpack. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. I got to get my, my camera. Look, my, there's my son. Hey, buddy. Hey. Have fun yeah. at lacrosse. Watch yeah. Ghost World. Uh, <laughs> he's a loser. This guy's bored. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. My car. All right. Later, guys. Thank Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Have a good night. I'm putting blur background on. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so blurry. I can't drive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> blurry. That's funny. All right. Later. Bye, Dave. <laughs> I don't know how to get off this. <laughs> We're still on. <laughs> We're still on. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. He what, what did he bring fun. up at the end? Like a like a Indiegogo? What was he talking about, Travis? He We're talking about, about the holiday tapes or the Christmas he, tapes. I don't even well, remember what he, the fucking movie's called. He talked, to, he talked about this, this next one um, earlier. It's New Fear's Eve. Okay. Um, and that was the one that he said he was going to shoot, uh, and then he was going to stop doing everything so he could make that. Oh, okay. That's the, the Indiegogo is what and he's that's doing the Indiegogo next. Is the new and then Fears he's going to stop. Yeah. And I'm going to write that down because I'm interested in yeah. that. W-F-O-D. Are you expecting somebody? No. Hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. My car broke down and my phone's dead. Oh, no, no, no. Come on in. Are you sure? Of course. It's Christmas. Gee, what's your, your Christmas tradition? Every Christmas, we do watch a movie. Making the next great Christmas movie. What's in the box? It's not midnight yet. He let in a super weird guy. Good hands. Stay calm. Rachel, go! Get over here. Cast photo. Here we go. You asked what was in my box? I don't want to know what's in the box. Well, yeah, you do, because you asked about it. He doesn't show you any good films, because he's not original. So you're going to take this, and you're going to put it in, and we're going to get started, all right? We're here with our very own Christmas Gaker. No one will ship a human being. Luckily, I found this guy. So he's going to deliver me right to the front door. Christmas, you've got to give something back. I am the Piper. Piper has to be paid. We were looking forward to Christmas also. Because we were about to do a Christmas seance. This is going to be a good one. Whoa. Ian, you do not want to sit down now. What is that, Harry? Get down.
So, Travis, uh, in the Danny Jollis episode, that was, uh, I guess I should give a, a 581, Travis. Drunk did not give a celebrity life pool pick. And in his defense, I didn't ask him to. Just forgot. So and me, typically, we're pretty good about that, like saying, hey, we drunk, need yeah, drunk, you owe us two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we're just going to opt out this week. Me and yeah, you we're, we're, yeah. aren't going to do one. And no celebrity life pool from me and you. And then we're going to get drunks uh, in a voicemail or something and tag it on this episode. Right. So he'll have one and we'll opt out and then we'll be square. Yeah, we'll be even. And then the next episode, we'll all be back to to even, and we can uh, all pick uh, more old people to to hope they live. I don't. I don't want old people. I'm just gonna keep going young because I think you guys are gonna slip up, Travis. I think you're wrong. I uh, think there's like a month and a half left. I think. I think you're gonna lose pretty big, Travis. Um, the, the holidays they're coming up. Uh, it's a stressful time. People are gonna drop dead. Not that I'm rooting for it. I want everybody to live. That's the whole point, Travis. I think I did have one, too. I got to think about it. I'll, I'll save it for next week. Okay. Uh, guys, uh, pick of the week. Um, it, I, I guess it's a little late, but uh, I, I've been getting into it now that it's wrapping up. Uh, Laura was really into the Daryl Brooks trial, Travis. And, Who's that? Uh, he He's the guy who ran over the parade. Oh, how? Why would that? How could you be into that? Like, how long could that have lasted? Oh God, they live streamed the whole thing. Travis Laura watched it every day. She loved it, and and she always said, "Hey, I'm watching Daryl Brooks. You want to come watch it? It was like her favorite show." Is that the in Wisconsin? Yeah. Oh yeah, that shitbag. Yeah. Uh, he got sentenced today, Travis. Uh, I was gonna say, spoiler alert: he's going away. Yeah, yeah. uh, Six life sentences and seven hundred additional. Years, Travis. I don't think he's going to live that long. But no, uh, I don't think so either. And the problem is, is when you have a bunch of priors and then you drive your vehicle into uh, crowds of a crowd of people, there's a good chance you'll never see the light of day again. Yeah, yeah. And if if you uh, get to know the man a little bit, you watch some of this trial. Real piece of shit, Travis. Bad yeah, guy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a bad guy. Yeah, not a good, not a good dude. Probably shouldn't have been uh, on the streets to begin with. No, 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 no. So, yeah, my pick of the week is uh, if, if you can catch some uh, replays of some of the trial, if you missed the whole thing, it's it's a good time, a good time. I feel like wouldn't it be better for your pick of the week to be the fact that that guy is uh, getting locked up? No, no, because you got to watch the whole thing so that you're excited that he got locked up. Oh, OK. OK. Well, I mean, I was pretty excited to hear he got locked up after I knew that he killed people with his vehicle at a Christmas parade. <laughs> Didn't really need to see much beyond that. <laughs> no, but, you know, like maybe maybe he had like a bunch of remorse and you're like, oh, you know, yeah, tough times. It, yeah. he didn't have remorse. It. Trevor, he's just bad guy. Yeah, bad guy yeah, all around. Just, just not just not a good member of he, society. He uh, he represented himself in court, Travis. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, and he wasn't very good at it. Uh, and, and like they kept having to move him to another room because he, he just kept yelling at people and uh yeah yeah it's 700 years yeah good Uh, good riddance uh (laughs) good and good luck in prison (laughs) pick of the week travis yeah travis's pick of the week this week i'm actually going down a rabbit hole of uh 
always sunny in Philadelphia actors uh, branching out and uh, making other shows. Uh, so I'll probably save AP Bio for another week, which I'm really, really enjoying uh, two seasons in. But Mythic Quest just finished season one of Mythic Quest. He's a video uh, game man, isn't he? Yeah, it's uh, Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney created it. Uh, McElhenney stars in it with uh, the guy who plays crickets in there. Uh, F. Murray Abraham's in there. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a video game subsidiary uh, who created this Mythic Quest, which is a multiplayer online role playing game. Um, and yeah, you know, it, 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 there's video game stuff in it. But it's really just the characters' interactions that are really great. And the best thing about me just starting to watch this is I started to watch this show uh, as soon as I canceled the streaming platform that it's on, Apple Plus. Oh, so you have so, to you have to crank it out before your yeah yeah. I got to crank this out, and I'm not even sure when my Apple TV Plus expires. I've held on to it for months and months and months beyond what I ever should have held on to it because I haven't watched Apple TV Plus. Uh, since Ted Lasso and uh, the after party ended. So one of these days, one of these days, you're just going to go to log in and. Yeah, I could be, be in gone. the middle of a season. Luckily, there's only three seasons of Mythic Quest. I just finished the first one. Three uh, seasons of that? Yeah, they just released the, the third season. Holy so uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. And I can see why it keeps going. Uh, it probably doesn't cost a whole lot to make. But uh, yeah, Mythic Quest is my uh, pick of the week for this week. It's not amazing. It's not like going to change your life, but if you like uh, to have half hour television programs that you can burn through pretty fast, uh, Mythic Quest is one of them. Guys, uh, the uh, the Christmas tapes, it's out December 16th. It's it's a fun watch. Like if, if you're a horror guy, it's like four little uh, like is it four segments in with a wraparound. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fun. It's a fun little horror anthology. It's low budget, but it's it's fun. Uh, yeah, and so. check out Dave Sheridan's VHS tape, uh, "Americamelian," <laughs> <laughs> which be, I hope is digitized very soon. To be clear, Travis, he promoted that a lot. That's not a product you can buy, right? Like no. he just has some. Yeah, he's got like a hundred copies or something in boxes, like of his own. Like that's not right. a thing that was commercially available. Why were we talking about that, Travis? Yeah, not as far as I know. I mean, it looks like a commercially available product, but uh, yeah, I don't think that there's any place that you can log on and like purchase it. But damn. <laughs> And I am going to, uh, we weren't live streaming. I am going to be trying, uh, and, and bear with me here. It might be months from now. I am going to try to work on the video because there is a lot of good video, uh, content, uh, in that interview. So, uh, stay tuned for that. When he was trying to figure out how to turn off zoom and well, and when he was taken off and then when his, when somebody walked in the door and he pretended it wasn't his house, <laughs> all that, all that was for, pretty solid for, for a second or two, Travis, I believed him. <laughs> I, I really did. I was like, oh, this this guy's crazy. <laughs> He's just sitting at somebody's kitchen table. <laughs> He's going to get arrested on air, which would have been uh, amazing for uh, oh, yeah. uh, for downloads. Probably not, Travis. We probably would have said, hey, you know, uh, Dave Sheridan, the, the star of Scary Movie 1. We have him on tape getting arrested. And, <laughs> and the Internet would just be like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I saw that on TMZ earlier.
Dunks, Life Pool, Pick of the Week, 85-year-old Morgan Freeman. Listening to this installment of WFOD, to enjoy our back catalog, visit WFODshow.com and be sure to share the show with a friend. Thank you to our Patreon sponsors for their continued support, uh, Bad Poet Society, The Rabbit Poundings, Valerie Carpenter, Brian Kranz, and our North Star, Liquid Lozenge. If you would like to donate to keep this pirate ship afloat, Visit patreon.com slash WFODicks. Follow us on social media. Email any of us with your, our name and uh, at WFODshow.com in the end. Or leave us a voicemail at 636-487-HAND.com. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hey, subscribe on YouTube and uh, Twitch or uh, Apple Podcasts or .com or uh, Stitcher or wherever it is that you listen to it. Subscribe to it so that you get the newest episodes. Uh, yeah, thanks. See you next week. Bye. Dot com.